You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic, and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Welcome back to another episode of the Open Eclectic. Welcome, everyone. Uh, it's been it's been a little a little while since 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 we've gotten together josh this time this time we're doing it not in person which is kind of surprising is the first you know we've done all our other sessions um you know together in person until now um uh, a bit of illness with um with your fam oh yeah we've been uh, uh hopefully down with the sickness play everybody's play everybody's doing doing well or doing doing better anyway yeah i definitely feel like i'm uh, on an upward tick so that's super good the kids seem like they're doing good. all right and wife too is kind of at least maintaining good good yeah it's uh it's the time we're living in right now just Stuff going around, man. Yeah. Um, I had a coworker message me on Wednesday, and she was like, are you tired of your isolation yet? And I was like, I was tired on Friday. <laughs> you Now, was that Friday like the first day or Friday after a week? That was the first day. So we had a positive test on a Thursday night, Thursday evening. And so then starting the next day, we were all on lockdown, of course. Try to be responsible. And, uh, yeah, so just starting that day, I had a bunch of, I had so much stuff that I was supposed to do that weekend and obviously I didn't do any of it. So, right. Yeah. It was like, man, I felt the, uh, felt the lockdown and the isolation just that first, that first Friday I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, last year when, you know, everybody was talking about lockdown and, and isolation just in general, cause they're like, Oh, I can't, you know, initially, initially it was like, Oh, I can can only go to the store during you know these certain hours and you know we're not supposed to you know get together but it's like i i now i can't say for myself because nobody in my family has has um thankfully has gotten um covid yet but i mean i'm guessing you don't really know what the isolation is like until you're completely locked down you know because you or someone in your immediate family is is ill yeah. with it because before you know it was like you know it's like oh you know we can go out or just the hours of whatever is kind of limited or we just gotta you know social distance but um you know when you're when someone's sick it's like really it's like nope nothing but you know understandably because you gotta um you know you have to have, you have to quarantine and everything until until everyone recovers so yeah, and we've done uh, we've done a degree of quarantine before. So like when everything first started, okay. we had uh, my wife had a potential exposure at her office or something, and so because of that, my work and then like the kids and everything, like we had to go home for two weeks straight to determine if we, oh, yeah, Ooh. we're gonna show any symptoms. And of course, at that at that time, it was fine. So that was a little different though because. You know, we all felt great, so we'd still go outside and do stuff, and you know, yeah. so that's not really too bad. The hard part has been, like, 
it's been unseasonably nice the last couple of days here and like I went outside to grab something from the car earlier and I was like oh air this is what this feels like it's nice but it's so tiring I'm going back inside now <laughs> and that's just like how we've all felt where everything yeah. has just been too tiring so yeah it's a little different that's like a yeah that's like a, a real tease when mother nature's like oh here you go and you're just like yeah just doesn't matter because you're like well i can't go out or if i do it's like exhausting so yeah well man i'm sorry that that uh that you and the family are 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 sick and i'm but i'm glad that everybody's is starting to feel maybe a little bit better on the on the uptick as you said so yeah well um i you know not to not to try to make it a competition or anything because <laughs> it's not. Um, I was sick with something. Um, la- well, like the end of the week before, and and uh, quite a bit of last week. I actually, I was feeling bad enough that I was like, well, or you know, my wife was like, you know, you should you should get a test, get tested. So I went, I went to uh, went and got like a at home test and. Um, from Walgreens and uh, the packs, the the ones you get come with two tests. So I took one and I was it was kind of like it has two lines on it. It's like a pregnancy <laughs> test, kind of, you know. But it's like you're like a you're like a uh, you're like an amateur chemist when you're you know when you're when you're doing it because it's like you know it's, it it truly is you know the at home experience because you because it has all it has the swab you know that you jam in your nose and twirl it around both nostrils and then uh, put it in the little you know little test tube thing with the the liquid and you got to wait uh gosh we have to put it in there for a minute and then and then you you pull the swab out and you put the like test the the test strip in there yeah and that has to be there for like 10 minutes so, you know, I it, the first test was like I'm like I think it's negative. I, they're like because it's like if you you should always see the blue line, but then there's this like pink line that if you kind even if you kind of see it, it's like that's positive. So I I saw the blue line, but then it's like I could see some like red, but I was like, is that just the line that's there on the paper that just eventually appears? Like <laughs> that 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 appears like if it you know if it is. Like kind of like uh, you know, if you look at something in the in the certain light like that, you're like, oh, I can see it. It's not like active, but you can see it. So I wasn't sure about that. Right. So my my wife was like, well, you should go get tested for you know, from somewhere else. So I drove to urgent care, and they were like, um, I was like, hey, I I, I think I you know I, I want to get a COVID test, and um, and. You know, they're like, when did you develop symptoms? And I was like, oh, it was, was kind of last night. I started getting like a, a cough and uh, sore throat. And they're like, ah, oh, we uh, we don't test. We can't test you unless you've had symptoms for 24 hours. So I was like, oh, okay. So um, so they handed me this piece of the sheet of paper with a bunch of, you know, you can go to these other places and get tested. So I signed up at Hy-Vee on their online, but they didn't have any openings. So I went to this rapid testing place that I, you know, I had to pay for, you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, so I got tested there and 
you pull, you know, you 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 sign up online, you call them when you get there, they come out, you know, jam the, the swabs in your nose in the car, and um, 15 minutes, you know, later they'll email you. Yeah, we went to a drive-through testing center. That was quite the experience. Yeah, just like it's probably probably similar. Yeah, or the same thing basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that and that test was negative too. So I emailed my doctor and it's like, ah, oh, you just got viral bronchitis or something. So anyway, long story short, I was I was feeling kind of you know just a little meh, kind of kind of you know whatever. And I mean, it was it was you know I was I was sick with something i mean it wasn't obviously it wasn't covid but um yeah so i was down a little bit but you know nothing like you know what what you guys have had but started but i'm feeling better so that sunday i felt great like still i moved in uh like like i we had a wash have a washer and dryer sitting in our garage and so i like got those moved in and installed and everything and was just doing stuff and i was like all right so tomorrow i'm gonna do this and this and this and so i'm at home i'm gonna get this stuff done and then I woke up on Monday morning and I was like, man, I just, I don't feel right. This is weird. And so I went out to the living room and then just like passed out again for the day. Basically, it just, I'd wake up periodically and be like, uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. was that, uh, that was before you found out you had it, right? Yeah. But at that point I was like, so, eh, like I'm guessing it's going to be positive. Yeah. Cause I remember you said, you know, uh, initially, um, you know, Shelly was the one who had it, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of feeling something." Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then that was, that was, yeah, and that was that was it for sure. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. It's like, um, you know, how fast it you know it came on you there because you're like, "Yeah, whatever, okay, Sunday." It's been, you know, it's been a couple days. I still feel awesome, I guess, and then. Monday, you're just like, ugh. Yeah, the kids and I were like, out. yeah, we're, we were outside on Saturday afternoon and Sunday, and uh, we just working on stuff and playing outside. I was like, yeah, that's right. We're going to get outside and get these UV rays because that's, you know, fresh air and sunshine. It's going to be the best thing for us. And then the next day, I just was, that was gone. So, yeah, it's been, it's been rough, but, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'll probably start working from home this week is my guess, and which is nice mm-hmm. that I have the option. A lot of people, yeah. you know, a lot of people I'm sure don't. Definitely. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, um, you know, I say what you will about, um, you know, an office job or, you know, sitting at a desk all day or most of the day, but it's like, especially in, in, you know, with, you know, today's with our client, you know, our, with this pandemic going on, is what I want to say, yeah. <laughs> you know, environment, climate, whatever, uh, you know, it's like with that type of job, at least you, you know, most places give you that option. So yeah, that's great that you're able to do that. Um, yeah. now hopefully it's not, you know, it wouldn't be like, you know, you're like, Oh, I still don't feel great, but I can work from home, so it's like I guess I should, you know. That's yeah. I guess that's like, you know, that's the kind of the the worry with you know with a with a remote or an option to be fully remote is like, well, I still if I'm still 
still not feeling great. It's like, well, but I'm, st- I'm I'm at home anyway, so I might as well just you know get on and try to try to suffer through some of these meetings, right? <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, get your work done. So it's like, I saw something on um, on LinkedIn the other day because um, I mean I kind of I kind of did that you know on on uh, Thursday like Wednesday afternoon I I I took the afternoon off because I hadn't been feeling great. But Thursday, I was like, I still kind of felt the same, but I was like, eh, I should probably, it's like I still had that kind of guilt, like I should probably at least, you know, show up right. for work, you know, even though I, was, I mean, I was feeling about the same. So I did, and it was okay, but it's like I, I could still tell that I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't feeling 100%, and I, I had seen something on LinkedIn where it was like, I forget what it was, what they called it, but it's like people, you know, that's a thing where people are like, feeling like they should still since they're at home all the time like well i might as well work even though i'm kind of sick and um you know it was saying how it can in some cases it can it can make it so that your recovery takes longer because you're not resting oh, yeah. you know because you're just you're trying to work and it's like you know so i mean that's definitely a you know a, something to consider um yeah for sure even though you know so. Yeah, when we first had the shutdowns and stuff in my office, switched to, um, they switched to like a rotation, at, which I was supposed to be on, and and then because uh, like we had that exposure scare, um, I just went full time working from home for a very long time. It was just like it, any any day I got up and I was feeling like even a little cruddy, I was like, nah, I'm just still gonna go to my office chair, you know, which actually yeah. was just like a big comfy chair because my office was in the garage for a while. And yep. I was just like, all right, even though it's cold out here, I'll just layer up the blankets and turn on my little heater, and here we go. I've done it a few times as well because it's like, it's kind of that holdover of like, you know, thinking about it now, it's like, man, I mean, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, so if I felt like this and I was, you know, before all this COVID stuff, you know, there wasn't any really any thought for me and most people, I think, to, to even think about working from home. You know, so it was like in the before times, it's like, would I have gone to work in this situation? And it's like, you know, because there are definitely times where I probably, you know, where I did go to go to work when I felt like crap, because I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, I felt guilty or I don't want to take, you know, I don't want to take this vacation, the, like the PTO, you know, the vacation slash sick time, however your work does it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like this last week I was like, well, definitely now. You know, I wouldn't have gone to the office today, but it's like, but then there's that, you know, that, I guess that, like, whatever you want to call it, that, that guilt with like, well, I can, I work from home. So it's not that big of a deal. Cause it's like, okay, I'm sick, but I'm still the only one here. Or I'm, I'm down in my area. I'm the only one in the area, you know, in the, in the house. So it's like, why not just work? Right. So it's like, you know, you still, and that's what that article I saw was saying is like, well, you still need to you know, take, um, you know, take that time to, to, to heal and to recuperate instead of, you know, feeling that pressure to go to work. So, yeah, that's true, man. I was just thinking about like a long time ago when we worked in that, uh, call center, we worked at together, you know, around the time mm, yeah. of the uh, H1N1 and suddenly everybody was like, yeah, I remember that don't feel well, don't come to work. And it was like this huge push, but it was this weird thing. Cause like then, then people would, and they'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm, 
feeling a little fluey. I'm not going to come in. And they'd be like, but why? <laughs> but you need to you need to come in and get your work done. <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute. But but you said not to come to work. It's like, yeah. But yeah, but we meant it. We, we didn't really mean but it. make sure you get in here and get your work done too. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, I, again, like I've been really like blessed with my work situation where um, you know, our whole company is just like, you know, and like March when everything, you know, when, when everything got hot and heavy, they're just like, everybody go home, you know? And, but I know that, I know that not every work situation is like that. And I know that there's, you know, there's, there's workplaces that, you know, that maybe only let you do it a little bit. And then they're like, okay, okay. Now you got to come back in the office. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I would hope that that the pressure, you know, that you're, you know, referring back to that call center, you know, I'd hope that that pressure isn't, um, you know, isn't around or prevalent anymore. But you know, who knows? It it probably it is. is. I mean, yeah, it is. Like those, uh, like all that stuff that went down with all those uh, meat packing plants. Ooh. You know, back exactly where it was just they're just like nope. <laughs> so they're like we don't care and you know the the executives are like we're gonna you know we're gonna bet money on how many of our workers get sick and die or, or whatever because it's oh, like geez. you know these you know these places that you know i guess are are have like critical critical products or part of the you know part of the food the food chain or, or you know supply chain and that kind of you know i I have no idea, you know, what, what it's been like for people that work in those, in those places, you know, it's like, you hope that, um, you know, these places have take, took the proper precautions, but it, you know, you don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, just, you know, you think about any job, you know, I, when we worked in the call center and some of those other places, you know, those are never the, the type of places that you thought you were going to end up working at as a kid. And so like <laughs> thinking about like, yeah our kids seeing us go through this kind of a stuff kind of a thing. And when they go to look for jobs, like these are going to be questions they ask and be like, yeah, if we have another pandemic, you know, like what my parents had, how are you going to handle that? And, you know, are you going to respect me as an employee and that kind of stuff? So that's the whole thing has, has created a whole, well, I don't know. I don't want to say that. Cause that's, I don't think that's right. It hasn't created, but it's like, it's, it's brought a, a new or a renewed awareness to, you know, to the, the plight of, you know, of, uh, workers, I guess. And, um, again, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm not in a, I don't know, man, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't want to say like a desperate situation or in, in like a, um, I'm in a, I'm in a really good, you know, work situation. So it's like, I don't, I don't feel a pressure and I don't feel, you know, like I'm not one of those essential workers that's that's still having to go into where you know whatever their workplace is. You know, I'm not you know, I'm not providing some essential service that is keeping, you know, society going, you know, and in, in or keeping some part of our, you know, that some part of our system that is that is helping us maintain our sense of normalcy or keeping our, our services that we expect you know, running. And so, you know, it's just, you know, I'll, I'll be continually and constantly amazed at people that, you know, that are 
still doing that. And I hope that, um, you know, that the, these companies that employ them, I hope that they are, they're waking up and are willing to, you know, are willing to pay them what the, pay these people what they deserve and give them the benefits and, and the, the respect that they deserve with, for that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something, all this stuff is, like you said, is definitely, it's something that, um, you know, our kids are, it's going to be different for them. And, um, I mean, it's different now. I mean, it's just, this whole thing has changed, has changed the way that we work or the, or the perception and then the expectations of, that people have of these, of companies that employ them. So, um, you're, you're right. I mean, that's definitely going to be something that, <laughs> that our kids are going to be asking potential employers. And it's just like, man, it's, it's been a crazy come. Well, what? it's almost, it's going to be two years now pretty soon. So it's insane to think of how long it's been going on too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, March, I guess is when it, you know, is when it all kind of went down for most every, you know, I guess everyone would kind of think when it would start, when it started. So, I mean, we're, how many months away is that? It's only like four months away now. Yeah, something like that. This is crazy, man. Um, you know, and it's interesting, you know, that you brought up, um, you know, our, our kids when they when they start getting a job. Because, uh, you know, the topic that we kind of wanted to talk about tonight was um, what we wanted to be when we grew up. Like when we were kids, what we wanted to be. Um, and just kind of thinking about that... Um, briefly for myself the, the pandemic's kind of made me think about some of those uh, dreams and goals that i had when i was younger i remember being in fourth grade mm-hmm. mr powell's class shout out to mr powell uh what what yeah what? i they, they, they had this thing where you had to like for uh like the open house everybody had to like really neatly write down what they wanted to be when they grew up and stuff and you know your parents had to come and like guess and I, I, uh, in fourth grade, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, probably cause Mr. Powell had a big influence on me, I would think. But, and then, nice. uh, and then later on too, that I, I dabbled with the idea, even took a couple of ed classes. Um, I remember that. Yeah. yeah I remember in, in college you, you did, took some education classes. Yeah. Decided, uh, be, although teaching is uh, certainly a noble profession, I think, and is, uh, especially in the last two years, really appreciated some teachers uh, greatly for the effort that they've put in. Also, not appreciated some teachers and the lack of effort they've put in. But you know, it's been you know, I would give them grace because it has been a wild time. Um, it, mm-hmm. But just like thinking about that and like, man, if I had if I had stuck to that, oof, that you know, I'd be like a seasoned teacher now, being like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do like remote learning. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, teach. You know, the whole the teaching is just. You, you know, you got to props to, props to those teachers, especially you know, like, this, you know, especially seeing the ones like you're talking about, like Mr. Powell, um, you know, other teachers that, uh, you know, teachers that you appreciated when you were when you were a kid or teachers that you appreciate now with your with your kids um going to school it's just you can't thank them enough for you know for the work that they do because you know it's teaching is one of those professions where it's it's just tough man and it's like it's like you got to have that 
you got to have that passion to to be to be good because you know it's not really a job where I don't you know it's not a job where you can just be like yeah you know this is like one of those things where you know I can do it and I you know I know the stuff so it's like I can you know I can go to work every day and and do this and not you know completely hate myself or whatever you know it's like you know it's like if you don't have i mean sure you know the material and you know i guess you know the the methodology or whatever that you you know from from being in college okay but it's like if you don't have that if you don't have that passion and you don't have that like you gotta have a drive you know, that pay to, yeah the drive to, yeah yeah to just encourage kids or you know who, who whatever age group to just to be better and then have to figure out how to like how to motivate them to want to be better too is just a gargantuan yeah. task um but it's yeah so i'm i'm uh i think for the most part uh i think i dodged a bullet really not not to say that i don't yeah. think i could do it necessarily but i also just um I don't, I don't know. Cause, cause like every day that you come to class too, you gotta, it's a little different cause you can come to your office now and be like, how about if you leave me alone today? Uh, Josh is crabby. <laughs> He's got a case of the Mondays and people yeah. will like people will leave me alone. Uh, but you can't yeah. really do that to your, no, you know, my, my last teaching bug that I had, I wanted to teach high school and like, uh, I just, I can't imagine coming to school one day, like with all your high schoolers where you're supposed to be this great example and be like, listen, I really just hate everybody today. So if you could just. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, exactly. Because it's like, uh, you know, it's like you can't, it's like you can't really be, have like an off day necessarily. It's like you have to have that you know, you have to have that drive and that dedication and that passion and you have to have the patience and you have to, like, like you said, like kind of like motivating the kids, like you have to have that, you know, you have to have that like creativity to be able to try and make learning, you know, interesting for kids. And, you know, it's like, it's teaching just isn't one of those jobs where you can just be like, you know, where you can just kind of, kind of float through it. Now I know know, clearly there are, there like not every teacher is a great teacher and not every teacher is, you know, is one of those passionate teachers that you, that will be remembered, um, you know, for that passion. But it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, even if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a, be like that, where you're just like, eh, you know, this is just a, paycheck to me or whatever it's like i don't know how like why would you want why would you even do that now i understand you know life and circumstances like that's what your background is and everything but even then it's like you know it's like i would think that if you were like that you would look for something else because it's not like it's not like teaching is going to be is going to make you a, a wealthy person, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's teachers for sure. don't get paid, you know, sadly, you know, teachers don't get paid very much. So it's like, we know you're not in it for the money. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, hats off to the, to teachers everywhere, man. Um, 
What about uh, what about you? Would you have an? Did you ever get the like as a kid? Were you ever like, I'm gonna be a teacher? Um, no, <laughs> I I did not. I can't think of any time where I wanted to be a teacher. Um, it clearly had more sense than me as a child. <laughs> well, how long was your? How long did you want to be a teacher? Like. Like I know you, uh, uh, you know, must have been well, you know, while you were in college for a time because you were, you know, you were taking those classes. Yeah. Um. Was it was it something that that you had like when you were a kid, or did it not come about? Until, yeah. Well, I was in fourth like, grade. I I wanted to be a teacher for sure, okay. and that lasted probably the whole year. Did you say that you you already said that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and then. And then, so when I went to college, my original goal was um, was actually graphic design. Um, way back in the day, there was these things called magazines where they would bind paper and then mail them to you. And so I got this thing called play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in the future. Uh, so uh, I got PlayStation Magazine, and they did this big um, multi-issue series about what it's like to work in the gaming world. And I thought mm-hmm. that it sounded great. And so that's what I wanted to do. I was going to start and do some generals here in Lincoln and um, uh, start my graphic design. And if I wanted to stay, then I would. And if I didn't, then there was a sp- sp- uh, there was a particular school in Arizona that was known for producing people, I guess, to that would get scooped up into the gaming industry. And as I talked to some people about it. I kind of let myself be persuaded to do something else and that that was not going to be a good like use of my time and stuff. Uh, Looking back, I actually kind of wish I had just done it a little bit anyways, because I'd be like a fun knowledge base to have. But so then I was like, well, I don't know what else can I do? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of always, uh, you know, I like to teach stuff and kids are really good and they're important. Maybe I should, maybe I should be a teacher. Yes. And so then I took some education classes <laughs> and man, I, I discovered very quickly that the amount of busy work you have to do to become a teacher is atrocious to me. And I just, I couldn't mm-hmm. make myself do it. Yeah. I, uh, I remember stories of, um, it was Josh and I, we, we attended the same college. Um, uh, I, yeah, I remember, you know, uh, you and, and, you know, there were, other you know other people that I knew that were in education and or in the education program there and uh, hearing stories from the from the faculty from the students about you know about their teachers you know the the work or the whatever that they were were doing and I was just like nah <laughs> yeah um, it, it yeah it definitely sounded tough like every time they would talk about it and I'd just be like wow like. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, that, that graphic design, that makes that, that makes sense for you because, I mean, you still, you do that kind of stuff now, at least, you know, a little bit. You kind of dabble in a lot of that yeah. kind of uh, creative design stuff. And, um, uh, you know, that's... You know, it's never too late, Josh. You never know. That's you true. Can... I guess I could start taking some classes, man. Everything, everything's remote now. Just, you know, just. I didn't think of it that way, but hit that's it up. True. You know, you know. I bet you could. Um, you know, you could probably 
you know, I don't know what curriculum. I mean, I can I can think of a few classes, I guess, you know, that that I remember from my time. I don't, but I don't know like what else, you know, you'd have to take for that. But I bet, you know, you could. You know, I don't think I did. You take the graphic arts class? No, I took um, drawing for everyone. Oh, I remember when you took uh, that. Yeah, and uh, I discovered that uh, freehand drawing was not something I was strong in, and so my uh, art teacher was like, "Wow, you're really bad at this." Uh, <laughs> did they say that? Did they really and then say he that? Was like, okay, you just put that away now. We're gonna work on perspective drawing, and I was like, Ooh, "Okay, what does that mean?" He was like, "It's drawing with a ruler." And so we went over a bunch of stuff and he was like, all right, so here's, you know, we had those like giant drawing tablet things and he was like, okay, so. Now tablet, you mean actual paper, Yes, right? I do. Actual paper, huge, <laughs> huge sheets of drawing paper. And he, my teacher was like, okay, so here's the basics for what you're going to do. Practice these and let me see them. Okay. Yeah, good. Here's this, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, so this is, he's like, this makes more sense to you, doesn't it? I was like, yeah, yeah, it does, actually. And he goes, great. I thought so. So don't worry about what the rest of the class is doing because they're not going to be working on this at all. Uh, so fill this with a giant picture by the end of the year or by the end of the, the class for your final grade. And I was like, all right. And and that's what I did. I still have it. Nice. I, I remember that. I remember, I remember you talking about the perspective thing now. Wasn't there something where they were like, they're like, we want you to like, I want you to like, make it bigger. Oh yeah, that was my issue because I, because you because you would draw it, but it on this giant <laughs> piece of paper, but it would be really small. I always drew too small on that thing. <laughs> he's like, all right, make a. He's like, make a circle, and he'd like make a giant circle, and I'd be like, all right, whoop, and it'd just be this tiny thing. He was like, that's not what I meant. He's like, bigger, and so I would. I'd make it bigger in relation to what i did the first time which was still like penny like size though twice as big yeah. but it's still <laughs> he was like no 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 no, like this and i was like oh that's i don't want to do that i was like all right and so i would i'd go for it and he yeah he was just like you're i think we're gonna move you on to something else here <laughs> so we did well hey at least you know at least that's like what was the class called again it's like, it's what like was drawing it? for everyone or intro to drawing one of those okay two? So it's like it sounds like a pretty broad like title school class title anyway, but that's great that you know the obvious clearly as as a good teacher you know they had an idea of they had a curriculum that they were going to follow, and that was that's awesome that they you know recognized that instead of just simply just being like you know like I feel like a lot of classes maybe in other programs would be like no 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 you have to do I don't care you know if you if you're not good at this assignment, you have to do it just like everybody else. Instead of being like that, they were like, they recognized that it wasn't, that wasn't for you. And they, they, they switched it to something else that they felt would be more comfortable for you and, you know, and allowed you to do that. I mean, that's like, that sounds like a mark of a good teacher. Yeah. Well, he probably looked up my major and was like, ah, not an art major. He can just appreciate drawing. How about that? And, I did. I do. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, I remember. I remember that man. Um, I. Um, so me, 
like there were a few different a few different um, phases for my what I wanted to be when I grew up. I, I feel like I remember back probably second or third grade at that time. I think I wanted to be uh, like a doctor, or like a I maybe like a surgeon. Like and of course I had really didn't really have. You know, I just had this kind of like vague idea of like what a doctor or a surgeon would do, <laughs> and I I don't think that 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 lasted very long. I mean, that might have, you know, that might have been a similar to something like you know, like a lot of kids like I want to be a firefighter when I grow up, you know, it just something like that. That was a real a real kind of a real short uh, dream or just kind of a passing, like almost kind of like. What do you want to be? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll say doctor. Right? Yeah, that's kind of like the the dump question. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, you think about like a child's understanding of though, and it's like, well, I want to do something that where I help people, and I want to also make a mm-hmm. lot of money. At a doctor, right? Yeah. Obviously. There you go. Thankfully, I didn't say lawyer. <laughs> you know, <It's laughs> so that actually was my um, answer for a while. Lo- lawyer. Oh, really? You know. Hey, that's. Uh, you know, Josh, I think, you know, after having known you, you know, and I uh, uh, continuing to know you, um, and I feel there's a lot of things that you'd be good at. I feel like, you know, you could, you could do lawyer too. I feel like that would be a good one. I think, uh, you know, maybe you should, you should do, you know, try to, um, you could pull like a, I don't know if you've seen Better Call Saul, you know, or Saul Goodman, the guy from Breaking Bad, the lawyer. I know who the character is. I haven't uh, seen the, that show though. It's just a kind of a prequel to Breaking Bad, where it focuses clearly, you know, on on him. But he uh, he becomes a lawyer by like going to like correspondence or night school or it must be correspondence. Um, he gets his degree from uh, like University of like American Samoa, <laughs> like his law degree. All right. But he lives in lives in New Mexico, so you know whatever you know. Um, yeah, dude. So graphic design, lawyer. Yeah, because I uh, I watched my cousin Vinny, and so clearly that was going to be my calling. So I was also going to be a lawyer, just like <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, um. So okay, so. I wanted to be a doctor briefly, you know, I think maybe for who knows a couple weeks. Um, I also, you know, kind of, I got into, I got into um, watching pro football probably around, around that time. So I, I kind of think kind of overall everything else, like I I always kind of had that dream. Like I wanted to be a pro football player. Uh, you know, I wanted, I had this idea where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm gonna play high school football, and then I'm gonna go to college football, and then uh, then I'm gonna go play in the pros, and you know, whatever. Just kind of like one of those, you know, kid kid things. And and what was even a little more like, I don't know what you want to call it, ridiculous or or whatever uh, aspect of it was. Uh, I was always thinking about it like from a perspective of an, of an of a Seventh-day Adventist, because I was like, okay, um, obviously as a Seventh-day Adventist, I can't play football on, you know, from sundown Friday to, to, to sundown Saturday. 
So that's clearly an issue with high school football and most college football because most high school football is played Friday night and college football traditionally is played on Saturday afternoon. So I don't remember how I thought, you know, that was going to, that was going to work out. Um, I, at the time when I was a kid, I read this book series, um, by an Adventist author about, uh, called, um, the character's name was Bucky Stone. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, I think I've heard of it. I don't know that I've read any of them though. So I can't remember, I have to look up the author, but, um, so, and it was a really long, really big book series. Um, oh yeah, here we go. It was, uh, these are the covers. Yep. It's, um, David B. Smith is the, is the author. And, um, I'm trying to look, where's the chat? Here we go. So I can, so I can send this to you so you can look at the picture. Anyway, so it was this book series, this, this, uh, Adventist book series. And so it was about this kid in high school who is, um, he's an, he's a seventh day Adventist going to a public high school and he's a, he's, he's a just amazing athlete. And so he, you know, obviously he gets noticed by the coaches and he gets, you know, pegged to be on the, on the, the basketball and the baseball team. He didn't play football. I'm pretty sure he just, he just played um, basketball and baseball, but basically it's like the struggles of him trying to maintain his, you know, his like Adventist faith and, and also like, uh, still participate in the, you know, in these sports and, uh, you know, so, in the series, like there's there's times where like the the school like they move the games for him to like you know so that they're not oh, yeah. on, during the Sabbath and or and there's one where like he in like his first baseball season like he all the games like all fall on like Thursday nights or like Saturday nights or Friday during the day or whatever and so it's not a problem and but then they get to like the state championship and it's it's on a Friday night. And so he has to decide, you know, is he going to, you know, is he going <clears> to <throat> um, stay true to his faith or is he going to uh, help out his team? And, and you know, so he takes a stand and he, he doesn't play and gets kicked off the team and all that stuff. Anyway, so in my head, you know, I was like, well, I don't really know how I reconciled all that, all those issues that would come with football. And I was like, I don't know if I thought that it would just be a walk in the park or, or it would all get sorted out like this, this fictional Bucky stone character. But my, my ultimate goal of being a pro football player is like, well, they all play on, on Sundays. So that's not a problem. Right. You know, they play on Sunday, so that would be okay. And, um, you know, but then I was like, well, sometimes like in the playoffs, sometimes they play on Saturdays. I was like, ah, it's like, you know, I didn't think too much about that, but you know, so overall, like my entire childhood, from like probably second or third grade on, you know, I was really into football. So I was, I was always kind of thinking about that. Um, but you know, clearly that didn't happen. So yeah, well, (laughs) uh, spoiler, Nate does not play professional sports at this time. No, 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 I don't, I do not. Um, and there was never, there was never a, uh, it was never a question really. It was, I, I was not a talented individual like Bucky Stone. Um, 
I have a few other ones. I don't know if you have other, like if you want to if you want to go back and forth here, or I can I can I can go through the arc of my <laughs> my childhood dreams. I'm sure. I mean, I uh, I don't know. I had that I had that moment a, a few times where I thought I should like become an actor. Um, I can also see like, that. I want to be in the movies. Josh. Um, but like looking at what we know now about. Uh, you know how child actors were treated in those days, because that's that was my goal was to like be a child actor that actually then becomes an adult actor, because that was so rare at the time. So like when I mm-hmm. talk about it, like that was the trajectory. But like thinking about, yeah, just the stuff that happened to child actors at that time, boy, again, probably bullet dodged. Not not saying I was such a perfect specimen of a child, but close enough. Well, it's. You know, I feel like even I feel like even in like the best case scenario, it's still okay. Like best case scenario, like nothing like tragic or untoward or or, or malicious, you know, happens to you um, as sadly happens to you know to some of the child actors. You know, um, you know, even then, it's still like a sacrifice. It's like you 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 like you kind of you lose out on like your childhood basically because you're you know if you're a big star you know you're 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 you just miss out on on that stuff that they average you know that average kids just take for granted because it's like yeah you're on movie or tv sets all the time and it's like you're being tutored and and or you know or you, you have the uh the experience of uh like uh like Jake Lloyd, who was Anakin in the Phantom Menace, like his life mm-hmm. was destroyed by that. He got made fun of, and everybody just ragged on him and treated him terrible, and still do. Is the is like the insane mm-hmm. thing to me. Um, but I mean, occasionally though, you, there's examples like uh, uh, Sean Tuvey, who was Brian from Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. He just kind of grew up on the show, and then when he was done with Doctor Quinn, that's basically all he did. He he worked at Blockbuster. Uh, here in Lincoln, or or in oh, Omaha, really? yeah, like real local. Uh, I had a, what? I know I had a friend who I didn't know that who fact factoid yeah. alert. I want to say it was here because I, I had a friend who also used to work at a blockbuster before he merged over to our infamous call center, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I used mm. to work with Sean Tuvey." I was like, "You did not." He's like, "Oh yeah, he was just a real chill guy. Never talked about his time on the show or anything like that. Didn't." didn't want it brought up just wanted to come in and rent rent movies to people yeah look here we go he was born in lincoln nebraska in 1983 he's almost like about a year older than me crazy i'd never knew that yeah so it's like yeah it looks like he did a few other things but then like dr quinn was basically it was like his main his main thing it which yeah. is fine what a great wow. like legacy to have it was a long-running show six seasons i want to say and three or four movies so yeah i just uh i think it's i think it's good i didn't end up in the child actor world i don't know how i would have but like i'm glad that i looking back i'm like even though sure i'd be like set for life now depending i just no thanks yeah i don't know you know it's like there's what comes to mind for me like right now is like like i'm thinking of like stranger things you know like Mm. um 
uh, you know, that's a, a, a group, the, the core group of kids. I don't know what is there like. Have you seen that yeah. show? Yeah, so I'm uh, two or three episodes into. No, I think I'm five episodes into season two. I'm okay. What are they? Do they have three that's out I now. Think so I know I'm like really behind. Because I know we but... we've been waiting a couple years for the, whatever the next one's going to be. But like you know that those kids, I mean, they started on that show. You know, they were pretty young, and and I know that like I feel like the two big ones are like was it uh, Finn. Wolf, is it Wolfhard Pin and Millie Bobby Brown? She's like the most, you know, uh, yeah, Finn Wolfhard and Millie Bobby Brown, and and it's like I saw, I read something where they were talking about um, somebody was talking about like the showrunners were talking about, you know, her being on the uh, being on the show. So they're like, yeah, you know, she's, you know, she does a good job and she's you know professional but at the same time it's like she's also a kid right so you know so it's like i think they said one time she showed up and she was like she showed up to, for like um uh filming and she was like covered in glitter or something <laughs> <laughs> because i don't know why uh, that's so great though but uh you know and it's like you know it's it's like you just hearing that and you kind of think you're like it's like how do you how how do you get to be like a regular kid and do just like the regular kid stuff and all the while being like this international, uh, you know, part of this international sensation, this show that everybody talks about and, and being really popular and, you know, when you're still just a kid, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think, you know, if you're on something like that, if you're on a show like a, like a, Dr. Quinn, you know, or Medicine Woman or Stranger Things or, you know, whatever other, I mean, there's so many TV shows that, you know, that have, you know, child actors on it. Um, you know, like you said, you'd be set for life, but then it's like, eh, you know, it's like, is it worth it to, I don't know. I mean, would they say it, would they say it is, you know, like, you know, interview them, you know, 10 years from now when they're, you know, I don't know, you know, if they, the ones that are able to springboard from a, you know, or maintain their uh, acting career from being, you know, when they're kids to adults. Like, I think a person who was, someone who was able to do that was um, uh, Elijah Wood. True, yeah. Like, he was one that has had a, a pretty, pretty stellar career. Um, I don't remember what a lot of stuff that he was in when he was a kid, though. I don't know. He was in like, uh, Children of the Corn, maybe, or something with uh oh man children of the corn also something that takes place in nebraska oh really i don't really i don't really go for horror movies so i didn't see it i haven't seen it either but i read i read a short story uh stephen king short story about that or, or i guess where it came from like the origin of it driving through nebraska yep did you ever see the movie nebraska no. Uh, that was interesting. It good? was very interesting. I, it was really good, but not for everybody. Just like just like Nebraska. It's not for everybody. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> Dern, <laughs> Bruce Dern was great and wildly hilarious, I found. Uh it was it was very well acted, but and it was great because he 
he comes to Nebraska specifically to Lincoln and the scenes that are shot in Lincoln, like as somebody who lives here, you can tell it's here. Like it's not like a backdrop or we're staged up or anything uh, and everything. It's, it was pretty great. Okay. Like, I mean, I have not seen that at all. Okay. It's, um, Oh yeah. Okay. I remember the poster. It's like this black and white poster. Yeah. The movie was in black and white. Man, it's probably five years old now. Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern. Will Forte, wow. June Squibb, and Bob Odenkirk. I forgot Bob Odenkirk was in it. Better Call Saul. Yeah. Saul Goodman. Wow. They try to claim a million dollar sweepstakes prize on a long trip to Nebraska. Cool. Yeah. When he shows up and... Anyway, yeah. He, of course, it's one of those like mail away scam things. It's like, uh, show up for your blah blah blah. And he does, and, it, and they're like, oh no, that's not. You see, you didn't finish reading this and this and this and this. And anyway, it's a it's a movie. It's got a lot of heart in it. I would say. Okay. So, would you recommend? I it? would. I think it's. I thought it was pretty uh, entertaining. It was worth the watch. Okay. Okay. Let's check it out. Oh, sorry. I, you know, I'm just looking at like Elijah Wood. Um, going back to that, so he was in Back to the Future Part Two. He was one of the kids in the arcade. That's right. You got to use your hands. That's like a baby's toy. <laughs> That's right. It's like check it out, kid. I'm a crack shot. In the cafe eighties. Yeah, that was oh, great. Yeah. Um, so he was in Radio Flyer, which I don't think I saw. The Good Son. The Good Son. That's the horror movie I was thinking of. Yeah, with Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yeah. North. He was also in Flipper with Paul Hogan. Anna Dolphin. Anna Dolphin. The Ice Storm. Hmm. So I rem- so I really remember like now that I'm reading this, I remember him from when he was in Back to the Future. It was a very small, like one scene. Oh yeah. The Good Son, I rem- I don't know if I actually saw that, but I remember now, you know, it was him and Macaulay Culkin. Um Deep Impact was probably like the next one that I remember him from. I think I, I probably saw Flipper, but I clearly didn't make an impact on me. <laughs> wasn't a deep impact. I saw <laughs> my mom or stepdad came home one night with a movie called Zeus and Roxanne that was like a Flipper wannabe movie about a relationship between a dog and a dolphin. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna say Steve Gutenberg was in it. Zeus. And Roxanne. Yeah. Steve Goose. So we didn't watch Flipper. We watched Zeus and Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, <sighs> yeah. So, and then, of course, I think what he's, what Elijah Wood's most well known for is clearly the Lord of the Rings uh, movies. Is that good? I don't know. Um, is... Just kidding. I've seen them. I heard it. I heard it was okay. It was. Uh, I think it's based on a book or Some something. Mildly popular. Film. Yeah, something about something about a, a ring and like. I'm not into jewelry though. Fire or that? Yeah, I, I do don't like know. fire. It's, yeah. Um, some like elves and swords and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I you know if you got nothing better to do, you check it out. I guess it's okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a those are Christmas movies, uh, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, they got elves. Um, in them. Yeah, there's 
Yeah, I got Christmas trees and elves and Santa makes an appearance. Yeah. Uh, in each one. <laughs> now the trick the trick is to figure out which scene is the one with Santa. Yeah. Uh uh so okay so we're talking about okay so we have this convergence of like child actors continuing you know into adulthood uh and you know continuing their career as adults and and you know we're talking about nebraska okay right Mm -hmm. because we had dr quinn then we had the movie nebraska so what i've so i thought of um neil patrick harris who you know is doogie hauser oh yeah doogie hauser you know when he was a kid and um he was in, um, I want to say, gosh, what was it? Was it O Pioneers? Or there was there was a movie that was set in Nebraska, and they filmed some of it in like in at the Stir Museum in Grand Island. Huh. Um, Stir Museum of the Prairie Pioneer, in Grand Island. Neil Patrick Harris was in it. Wow. He was in the movie. So. Did you um, see? Uh, did you see Yes Man? Jim Carrey, no, and <clears throat> no, uh, Zoe Deschanel, I think. Anyway, there's a. I did not. There's a, there's a scene where they go to a Husker game. Yeah. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, Nebraska, I, I recall um, Tommy Lee, the drummer for um, Motley Crue. Motley Crue filmed some reality show. On campus at UNL, right? Where he, uh, I didn't watch any of it. It was man, that was that was a long time ago. (laughs) I didn't either. I didn't watch any of it either. Oh man, I'm trying to. Oh, here it is, My Antonia. Yeah, yep. So Neil Patrick Harris, 1995, was in My Antonia, television movie based on the 1918 novel, the same name, written by Willa Cather. I read that book. Represent Nebraska. Oh, yeah. And it had Jason Robards in it. Not familiar with him. F- famous uh, famous actor. So I'm trying to think of like some of the like movies that that we'd know that he was in. He was also pretty prolific on stage, it looks like. Um so like a movie I remember him from was was uh, The Day After. It was that one in 19, 1983 where uh, it was also a made-for-television movie where um, it was, you know, the day after nuclear attacks, like where the Russians nuked nuked us, you know, and we nuked them back. Sorry, um, all I could think of was Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> great film. Also so a great good. film. He was in Philadelphia, Jason Robards. Okay. I... He was. I want to say he was one of the lawyers of the other side, like not, not Tom Hanks's side, but he was. Gosh, what was? You know, I've never seen that movie. I know it's no? like a classic Hanks movie. I just, uh, I don't know. Never, never got around to it. I want to say I've only, I've only seen it like one time, and it was a long time ago. Um. What else is this guy in? He was in Enemy of the State, 1998. I remember that movie. Uncredited role. Will Smith, right? He was like a a congressman. Uh, Was that Will Smith? Yes, it was. He was in. Man, I maybe I'll just I'll just send this over and you can peruse because he's like like I said, I only really remember him from that one movie, but I know that he's 
you know, is a famous actor and been in a lot of a lot of different movies and TV shows and plays and stuff. Stage productions. He's got a interesting face. I suppose it's half the battle. <laughs> oh, he was in the Navy. Good for him. Naval service in World War yeah. II. Yeah. So, going back to like what we wanted to be when I grew up. So, other than like the doctor and the pro football player, like the big, there was two two things that were really big for me. Basically, for most of my elementary school and uh, middle school, at least, was I wanted to be like a an astronaut and I wanted to be a pilot. Like, those were huge, and I, like, obsessed over those, like, for years. Like, I would, like, it's all I thought about. Like, I would read books about, you know, space program, military pilots, airplanes, spacecraft. Um, so they kind of they went hand in hand because I wanted to be, my goal was to be the, I wanted to be the pilot of the first manned mission to Mars. Wow. Is what I wanted to do. Wow. So I want to, you know, my goal is like, oh, I'm going to go to the Air Force Academy and I'm going to learn, you know, I'm going to be in the Air Force and I'm going to learn how to I'm gonna be a pilot and, uh, you know, that I'm going to join go to NASA and become an astronaut. And um, clearly that didn't happen either. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say probably from like, oh, Man, probably from like fourth grade all the way, like hardcore all the way through um, eighth grade. I that was that was it for me. Like that was the only that was the that was the tunnel vision that I had. Wow. And uh, like I really wanted to go to like space camp. I don't know if you've heard if you remember. Did you see the movie? Oh space yeah, camp? love the movie Space <laughs> Camp. Same. <laughs> Uh, this gives two enthusiastic thumbs up from Nate here, if listeners, if you've never seen Space Camp. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's same from me. That's a that's a big that's a big deal in our house. Space Camp is. Yeah, it's like it's totally eighties, and it's just awesome. Like yeah, but it's so good. Like it's it's just it's like a, like a great balance between like a slight buildup of a suspension of disbelief and reality and and humor mm-hmm. and character development yeah it's so great there's a robot and there's kids and they're yeah so good jinx. Oh, yeah, jinx. <laughs> so it's like i was just thinking i'm like that's a movie i feel like that is it was like way better than like than it had any business being like it was like the premise itself you're just kind of you know you look at it and you're like that sounds questionable that sounds silly and stupid, but like if you were just to like like just hear about it, but then like you watch it and you're like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. This is just this is great, and it, it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And it, you know, it was I forget when it was released. It was probably in the mid '80s or something. So I mean, it was already out on you know v- VHS or whatever when I was. Um, I'm, well, VHS. I don't know. Maybe it was on beta, <laughs> but we never had a beta player. So. Um, you know, I think we had it on tape at my house, so I watched it all the time. Nice. Um, so I wanted to go to space camp, but so space camp, they had like, they started out with, with the space camp, you know, the, the similar to what was in the movie, that type of experience. Right. Uh, 
granted, not um, not quite like the movie. I don't want to spoil it, um, but it it wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> space camp's not that dramatic. Um, so they had a space camp where you know you go and you 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 know basically take training and do activities where you know and they they put you in little in like the the flight suits you know the the, the light blue astronaut flight suits and um you know you do training stuff and these activities and and you learn more about that kind of thing and uh, about space program and um so they had that but then they introduced something later called aviation challenge which was like a um that was more like a military pilot focused um thing that they had so i actually went to that nice like i and this is a big thing like i don't remember exactly how it came about anymore i need to like talk to my dad about it to kind of like to remember it better but basically i was given the opportunity to go to either space camp or this this new newer like aviation challenge thing and um I ended up choosing the aviation challenge. So I, so I went down to, gosh, I can't remember where it was now. I want to say it was like Alabama or something (laughs) like that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a camp, you know, it's, it it is, it's a, you know, it's like a, you spend four or five days with this group of kids and these counselors and, you know, you do these different activities and, and, uh, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a fun experience. It was interesting. Um, you, yeah, it's like instead of doing space, space campy stuff like astronaut things, it's it was focused on like military, you know, aircraft. Like you were, you got time in like a simulator. Like you would have these times where you'd sit in like a flight simulator, nice. and um, you know, they put you in a in a instead of the light blue astronaut flight suit, they put you in the olive green <laughs> one. And, um, yeah, like you had like, they had this big book with all this, all the, like this manual with all the stuff you're, you're learning. And, you know, they had, they talked about, you had to come up with, with a, with a call sign for yourself. And they talked about how, you know, how military you come up with call signs or basically like, <clears throat> I think, you know, they, they, they wanted us to basically tell like embarrassing stories about ourselves <laughs> because that's where like the call signs were supposed to come from. Because it's like you don't, you know, it's like you don't just come in and like give yourself a cool call sign like I'm Iceman because I'm cold as ice, right. cold and calculating. No, it's like, man, there. Okay, so there was one guy. My name was was lame. Um, I, it ended up being, uh, it was Vac Man, <laughs> like a vacuum, because I like ate a lot or something <laughs> i think was but anyway uh, my story was lame but there was this guy one of the counselors he had a story uh, like his his call sign was stalker mm. and <laughs> his story was like he was like hanging out like i don't know he's hanging out with his girlfriend or something and i mean these people were probably like in their you know mid-20s or something um <clears throat> So his story was that he told about his call sign was he was like hanging out with his girlfriend at like the mall or something and um they like they like both kind of went and did their like did their own thing for a little bit and then he came back and he was going to do like one of those things where you like come up, you know, kind of come up behind behind her and like, you know, 
put your arms around her like in a hug and he's like so he's like i came up behind my girlfriend and you know put my arms around her and hugged her and like put my uh you know put my nose in her hair and like you know took a deep like deep breath like you know or it you know whatever it's supposed to be like this you know lovey-dovey couple yeah. thing but the only problem was is that the girl wasn't his girlfriend <laughs> oh, so <laughs> so who knows if it was true but i guess that's why they, that's called, why him they called him stalker oh uh, that's, that's <laughs> hilarious though but anyway anyway so uh, the culmination of like the the whole thing was like we had this like survival this like it was like saturday night where like we went out as like a group and we were supposed to like um i can't remember if we teamed up with like if we were in a pairs or something but we were supposed to basically like we were stuck out in like the bush like bushes like forest trees and we were supposed to like crawl or like sneak our way from wherever we were to like we're supposed to make it back to like a you know a base without getting caught and so it was kind of like a survival that'd be fun and i i think i think most teams got caught but anyway so i got to do that and that was that was cool um and yeah but i mean as far as like like i said i wanted to be an astronaut and a pilot and that i had that whole idea and i it all kind of got derailed when I when I got to high school, and I don't know I don't know exactly why. I think maybe just because I was, you know, you're kind of you kind of expand your your whole like horizon. Like when you hit, like when you go from like middle school into high school. I don't know. It's like you got more things going on. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, you start. You know, you start thinking about thinking about girls and stuff. <laughs> You know, so it's just, I don't know. It's like, uh, you know, so basically my, my desire to do that was like, it kind of abated a bit. Like it went away and I even like, I can't remember, like probably when I was like 17 or something, I was still like, I was still thinking about wanting to go to the Air Force Academy and I'd filled out like this little postcard to get like information on it or to like start the process um, cause it's a very involved, like very big process. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was this close to putting it in the mailbox and I, for whatever reason, I just didn't do it. So I don't know why, but I didn't. So, um, didn't become an astronaut or a pilot. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Um, so in, um, so throughout high school, I wanted to be a writer. Like I decided I wanted to be like a novel writer, like a novelist. That was like my goal. Oh, nice. Also didn't happen. Still could. Uh, yeah, that still could. Um, yeah, but that was that was kind of what I transitioned from like the astronaut pilot thing. I kind of, I, I switched into more like I wanted to be, you know, I got into... Um, uh, I mean, I was into reading a lot anyway, but I kind of, I wanted to be like, I was like writing, writing that kind of crappy poetry that you write when you're, when you're a kid, <laughs> like you're an angsty teenager. Oh yes. Like that. And I wanted to, you know, be a, you know, wanted to be a novelist and, and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, those, that's, that's pretty much it as far as like what I wanted to be when I grew up. Was there any other, any other things on, on your side? I'm still trying to figure it out. 
<laughs> I mean, me too. I mean, I'm still, I'm still like waiting for that time. Like, man, when I when, when I, I grow up, up I what am I gonna do when I grow up? Exactly. Exactly. Oh well, I'll just keep dreaming, keep working on stuff, keep dabbling. I think uh, I think that's where I'm gonna be happiest right now. Anyways. Yeah. You know, I, for sure, man. Got my hobbies that uh, I enjoy and don't need to, you know, I don't I don't need to feel, I don't need to make money off of those to feel fulfilled. So that's uh, a good thing right now. Well, right. Yeah, and it's like, that's like almost like the perfect place for it because, um, you know, as a hobby, because like you said, it's like as soon as you kind of start turning that into or thinking about that as like a career or like work, like then it becomes just that like it turns into work yeah and so it's Which could like be fine just it, yeah i i mean it can be you know but it's like i feel like it's a it's also a good way to kind of kill that interest in it too maybe oh, yeah. like if you start trying to like monetize it then you're just you know or going down that career path you know then it just becomes you know it's just it's like it becomes not worth it or it just it kills that interest that you had because now it's just like, now it's work. Yeah. Man. It's the grind. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't I mean, there's – obviously, there's people, you know, that um, that are able to, to keep it their passion and also make money off it. So, you know, kudos to them for being able to do oh, that. Sure. But, but, yeah, man, I think um, – you know, a couple a couple of things on my list anyway, like being a pilot and being a writer, are like you said, are are still things that I could do. I mean, writing is one of is an easiest thing you can you can do because you just gotta you know the way you get better at it is you just do it. Do it. You just you just do it, and it's like you know. So I mean, you can write. It doesn't matter what it is or how much you write. It's like just to do it. You know, like I I read I read some of Stephen King's book on writing called on writing um he's one of my favorite authors um but yeah that's his big thing is like you just you just do it you know you just it doesn't really matter what it is you just you do it every day um you know you read you know you read a lot and you write a lot um the pilot thing you know i think that being uh obviously i'm not going to be an uh an air force pilot uh but you know, you could still, you know, being a private pilot is still something that people can do. The only problem now is that it's, you know, it's getting to be like prohibitively expensive to, you know, to do that yeah. type of thing. So, um, just, you know, the, you can do the book work, I guess, cause there's the ground school part of it, you know, the, the studying and all that, that you got to do in addition to the flying, but, and you know, you can, you can do that, you know, I guess relatively inexpensively, at least kind of on the side, you know, if you're not like taking classes and stuff, if you're just kind of doing it on your own time. But, but the whole getting into an airplane and getting time with an instructor is it's a little oh, expensive. Yeah, very. So who knows? Maybe someday. Yeah. Could happen. Hey, it could happen. Yeah. Make world. <laughs> chase, chase your dreams. Don't let your memes be dreams. Your dreams be memes. Dreams be memes. Yeah, that's what sure. they say. Somebody says it somewhere. Set it, <clears throat> set it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Josh, I hope you and the fam continue to um, continue to get better. And everybody, everybody out there, thanks for listening. Listen to us. Uh, you can catch us online at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and MySpace. Is MySpace up yet? It's up. It is. Okay. Uh, I think we're the open eclectic everywhere. Yep. So, uh, so check us out, and we um, wherever you get your whatever your favorite app or services for podcasts, uh, check us out. We should be on the on there as well. So, until next time. Stay classy and change your socks and underwear. <laughs> you can cut that out. I'm gonna All right. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. <laughs>